0: thing is you know you, you in google even if someone isn't starting their search on amazon if they start on google there's they could still find that amazon listing and it kind of goes back to what we're talking about where um when you're if you have if you're on amazon or you're on ebay you know, one opportunity that people are missing is you can also get your own listings to rank very well in search engines so you can optimize your amazon listing and i think the best place to do that is within the content making sure that you're having a lot of content on your amazon descriptions and your keyword in the content and we can touch on this more a little later but also with the link building side if you can get other websites to link to your Amazon listing or eBay listing and Google sees that, that's going to have a positive impact on your rankings. And not only can you get traffic within Amazon or within eBay, but you can also get traffic from Google, Bing, and other search engines. Welcome to the E-commerce Momentum podcast where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson.
1: just wanted to mention two sponsors today solutions for e-commerce and seller labs scope first up solutions for e-commerce so it's solutions the number four e-commerce.com that's karen locker's group where she manages amazon accounts for brands and and smaller sellers like ourselves Uh, we've been with her i think it's coming on two years now and been thrilled because uh she helps us with creating listings, reconciling shipments. That's one they're that working on right now, um, making sure handling uh, refunds and things like that, and and making sure that we're we get the money that's due us. That more than pays for my service. and you can save fifty dollars by using the code Momentum. So solutions. For e-commerce.com forward slash momentum, use the code momentum. You're going to save fifty dollars a month, and she's going to do that inventory health report. It's a new year, you really need to get your account in order. Second up is uh, Seller Labs um, Scope. You know, I talk a lot about it because I'm a user. Period. That's that's what makes it so worthwhile um, for me um, is that we use it for all of our you know private label, but even for our wholesale business, and we do more bundling and stuff like that than 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 private label. And so it allows us, though, to really take advantage of those keywords and really get them figured out because you have to zone in on the keywords. And so, again, you can use it for your private label business, for your wholesale business, even if you want to improve a retail art business. Sometimes you can get in there and add some keywords, and if you can, put the right keywords and Put the ones in there for the uh Number one, number two, number three, sellers. That's the best part, right? So um, go to sellerlabs.com forward slash scope and use the code momentum and save $50. Okay, save the money. Um, try some keywords and see if you see an improvement in sales. And once you see an improvement in sales, you say, hmm, let me try this on other um other uh, ASINs that I'm selling. And all of a sudden, you start to build a pattern. You see the improvement, then you understand the value of doing it. And more importantly, you're teaching yourself. You're learning what to look for. And I think that's one of the best parts about Scope. It just helps make you a smarter seller. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce Momentum podcast. This is episode 368, Jeff Oxford. Man, I'm pumped. Uh, Again, you know, a lot of nerds speak, poor Jeff, but he knows what he's talking about. And he really, he made it understandable for me. I had to pause him a couple times because I had to catch up. Um, you guys were all going to be like, oh, duh, this is easy. I wasn't quite as easy, but he made it so understandable. And he really, a couple of foundational pieces, that's what I asked for, and he gave it to us, really Do a B plan for your business. Get another plan. And one of the cool parts of the conversation, we both came to that realization that not many people are doing is creating that splash page is the phrase he used, the correct (laughs) phrase uh, versus one I use, but then driving traffic to your existing listing on Amazon. You can enhance your listing. You're the buy box. And man, he gives you some great examples. And when you do that and you learn all those things, then you can start selling off of Amazon and you can start looking at other opportunities, off of eBay too. I mean, it gives you those opportunities. And I just think there's some, some great information, but he gives you basic fundamental building blocks. And I think that that's just so important to get started with. And this is all part of the 2019 push. I want you to start at the new year strong. I want you to make changes, enhance what you're doing, do more of the good stuff and less of the stuff you don't want to do. And I think uh, Jeff has really done a great job explaining it and making it understandable. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. We're excited about today's guest because I'm, I'm counting on, I'm hoping that he's going to help us In this couple weeks where I'm trying to set everyone up for success for 2019, I think he's going to help us push through some of the stuff that's clutter. At least to me, a part-time seller, Um, he can parse some of these things because he's an expert in a lot of internet stuff. Plus, he was a seller, so he gets what we do, and that's really, really important, I think, for somebody to have that background. Jeff Oxford. Welcome, Jeff.
0: Great, glad to be here, Stephen.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you do have quite an experience uh, background, and and uh, I I want to get to I want to get to the meat first off that you were a seller, so a drop shipper, but doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. You you bought and sold stuff, right? You saw people, yep. you directed people, or they found your listing, and they bought it, and somehow it got shipped to them. And many times it didn't get shipped to them, and you had to deal with all that stuff, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, um, basically what happened. So my my first interaction with online marketing was trying to make an AdSense site and get some revenue from banner ads. But I realized you need so much traffic to make it work. And I, what I saw is there were these dropshippers making – so much money online, and I was in college at the time. And uh, being a college student, I was you know, passionate about beer pong. So, my I was first say, you were shipping, lazy,
1: interested yep. in girls who <laughs> so drank beer, and you're like, Hey, <laughs> it, this is a easy little fountain, it's just like a vending machine, it just keeps coming.
0: Exactly, that's what it's all about. Like, how can I get more money for less work? And uh, drop shipping seemed like the way to go. So, you know, first step find out what your product's going to be, and um, being in college and you know, liking to play beer pong. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to create an e-commerce site that sells beer pong tables because you can't really get them at, at your, your local store, at least back then you couldn't. So that was my first, my first e-commerce site was drop shipping beer pong tables. And uh, that's kind of what got me into the game.
1: That's hilarious. I mean, think about a skill set, right? Wait, I'm really good at this game. It's called, <laughs> I can see the conversation with that. Dad. Dad, I'm really good at this game. I become kind of, I'm known on the circuit. You know, what is it? Oh, it's beer pong. It's this table. It's a specialized. I can I can see you trying to sell that. Um, so how much success did you have? Did you have success with it? I mean, were you able to direct people to your particular beer pong table and get them to buy?
0: Yeah, my, my first site, I mean, newer sites, it takes longer to rank, but I was able to break into the top three uh, for like big big competitive terms like beer pong tables beer pong table I was going up against the manufacturers that had huge budgets and I was just on a shoestring budget basically doing everything myself and for free and uh, yeah I ended up selling it and and making a, a quick buck on it so that that was a fun project
1: well, can you tell us how I mean was it out hustle is that how you were able to get it to that level I mean because they you I would think Any big competitor would have teams working on this and companies that they probably outsource to and all that kind of jazz. How could you, some little college student, probably half drunk most of the time, (laughs) how how did you, I mean, is that part of the secret? I mean, did you just, because it wasn't a job for you, it was like a thrill? I mean, what was it that did
0: that for you? So at the time I was actually working full time. So this is like, you know, I, I started the website right towards the end of my of college. My first job after college was working an SEO for an SEO company. So I, I knew how to oh, optimize okay. websites. I knew about link building, I knew about page optimization. I think part of it is just really knowing the, the nitty gritty of SEO and then consistency. And it's just kind of just slow, gradual improvements month after month and then after about a year I really had some strong rankings.
1: Well, that's powerful what you just said, consistency, um, because my last interview, it was 100% the conversation. Is that still true? I mean, I know that was some time ago, but that that consistency, regardless, is really critical.
0: I'd say consistency is so important for any online marketing channel, but all the more with SEO. Because with SEO, you know, if you're doing Facebook ads or Google AdWords, um you know you you can flip the switch and you can you can get pretty good results you know with by the end of the week or by the end of the month with seo it it really is a long-term play where you have to kind of make these incremental gains month after month after month and you might not see the fruits of your labor after a month or or two months or even a few months but you know once you start doing it for 3 3 months or 6 months or even a year that's when you can really see some strong results
1: consistency is the answer it's the consistency seems to be the answer for almost all of our challenges um okay so you you create the site you have some success uh the you got to get a job so or you you have a job but you got to move on you sell it and you're like okay i like this thing um that proof of concept was that part of a part of your resume i mean was that like really an important part of your resume and then if so which i think it would be what What did that allow you to do um that advanced you even further? you get what i'm asking
0: yeah i think, I think I see what you're saying uh it was It was definitely exciting to see that I could create something that didn't exist, build it, and then sell it and it was very fulfilling to me fi- fulfilling to me and my throughout my whole you know you know the past ten years or so my I've always been striving to to find a way to achieve passive income. And it's way easier said than done. You know, I tried. I mentioned I, I tried it with an AdSense site, and that seemed almost impossible. I went to drop shipping. It seemed like it got me closer. And my plan was always to, you know, use my consulting, um, whether it's employee or freelancing, to fund a passion project and get that to take off. So, um, you know, my first site, Pong Stadium, it, it got me closer, but I could see it, it wouldn't really. The market wasn't there at the time where I could see it take me there. So I thought I'd just sell out. And going to my next project, which then I started a 3D printing website. And um, I, funny story, I realized I'm I'm pretty good at marketing with websites, but I'm not. I'll be the first to admit I'm not the best with operations. And with this 3D printing e-commerce site, where I was dropshipping 3D printers, because you know, uh, five years ago everyone's talking about 3D printers and how it's going to change everything. So I jumped on the bandwagon. And uh, I, I wasn't the best with my credit card um, you know, security system. And I got maybe, gosh, just $25,000 of chargebacks in one single month. And after that, it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. So that's when I, I pressed the pause button for drop shipping.
1: And you said, hmm, I'm probably better at the marketing side. I can help yeah. others that part. You know, that's not a bad thing to figure out that that's not your lane. Right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't figure that out
0: exactly. It's one of those things. I love the saying fail faster where, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to hit roadblocks. Just, just keep chugging along and adjust as you go.
1: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm interested. You got to, you offer a whole myriad of services and, uh, you have a whole bunch of things and, you know, kind of in our pre-talk, we talked a little bit, most of the sellers that I'm talking with here are listening to this, don't have their own website. They don't, a lot of them have products. They're bringing products to market. They're trying to get their products out there. And generally, I'm going to say generally, most of it is only on Amazon. Um, now, the good news is you can help drive traffic to your listing on Amazon. Correct? I'm, 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 I'm going to make yep. a bunch of statements. I just want to make sure I'm correct when I say this. So me, I could create a landing page and I or I can do a Facebook ad, and I can have that listing or only go to my listing on Amazon. I don't have to do anything outside of that. I can have it show just my listing. Am I correct?
0: Yeah, you're actually touching on a a very effective strategy that not many people talk about much, and that's you can do SEO. I just sat in my
1: chair a little bit taller all of a sudden. I'm like, (laughs) oh, man.
0: Yeah, it's you I like where your mind's at because you don't hear people talk about this, but you can actually, you know, when people talk about getting traffic on Amazon, getting revenue on Amazon, they're only mainly focused on like Amazon optimization and how do you show up higher in your category and how do you get more views within the site and how do you, you know Amazon has its own advertising where you can show up higher but what they don't what I don't hear people talk about much is you can optimize your Amazon page just like you would a landing page or a website that you own. You can make sure you have the keywords properly for Google just like you would Amazon. And even, you know, we can touch on this more later, but even talking about link building, you can even build links directly to your your Amazon pages so that they rank higher in search results and so that they bring in more traffic to your listings.
1: Ooh, dude. It's funny. We kind of had this Gary Vee discussion beforehand, and and the piece of advice is you have got to do everything. And so I sit back, and the the question is, do you want to be a Walmart that sells I don't know, forty thousand SKUs, right? And and they make a a, zip, a ton of money, but they got a mm-hmm. lot of responsibility. They got a lot of moving pieces, and if you've been to a Walmart, they don't all seem to be working well, right? Some are really great, but sometimes there's forty eight cash registers and two people operating it. so <laughs> right. i would say that there's something wrong with that model right or do you want to have very few SKUs, very few products maybe few brands maybe that's a better way to say it but then optimize them to get the most from them and that to me is where at least in my mind my limited capacity that's to me where this what you're talking about is really the big advantage agreed
0: I I would agree. It's it's taking a sniper rifle instead of a shotgun.
1: <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. So so let's talk through. You know, I want you to sell the listeners on why they need their own website landing page, Facebook page. What 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 would you suggest? Because again, a lot of these. Uh, listeners are going to be small sellers like myself, selling mm-hmm. a few products, trying to get it done on a shoestring budget. We're back to your sure. beer pong, but we're not drinking yet. We should be, but
0: anyway. <laughs> exactly. Maybe after this, we can play a game of beer pong. Mm. Um, never played, I have-
1: by the way. Just so you know. Yeah. I'm an old it's- dude. It was not around when I was young. And we've had quarters. That was our game. But never played. <laughs>
0: Well, there's the first for everything, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, all right. I got one story that I think might um, shed some light on why you can't just be on Amazon. And um, you know, a little background on myself I I run an e commerce SEO company, so I only work with e commerce clients. And it's called shippers. 180
1: Marketing, right? It's 180, 180 Marketing. One, and their numbers, 180Marketing.com.
0: Yep. Okay. That's right. And um, so I've, I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of different e commerce um, store owners over the years, and many of which also sell on Amazon and eBay and other websites. And there's one client I had, and um, he sells pearl jewelry. And you know, there's he was selling on his website as well as Amazon. And he had this one particular product. It was a pearl necklace that had a heart on it. And he was just killing it on Amazon. We're talking um, tens of thousands. It might have been over $100,000 a month just for one product, it, it was it was great. Amazon, as you, you know, I'm sure your listeners know, has lots of data on everything. They know what you're selling. They know how much traffic your pages are getting. And this must have flagged something in Amazon's system, because it wasn't af- it wasn't long, only a few months, where all of a sudden, um, Amazon had their own version of the product mm. that was almost identical but slightly different, and my client's listing got buried overnight it just, the the revenue just stopped. And that's when he decided, all right, I can't just focus on Amazon. I got to kind of diversify. And I've seen a, a similar trend where a lot of sellers on Amazon, they see the revenue, but there's also a fear there that they know at any time that could stop and it's completely out of their control. So a lot of people move to having their own site.
1: Well, that's just a terrifying. And, and and those of us who've been doing this for a while, we all know people that that's exact same thing has happened to, where you can't get the buy box no matter what you do. And it's like, wait a second, I'm the only, oh, so. no, you're not getting that buy box. And so somebody else is going to show in your rank, you're going to be listed further down. And so we've all seen that. And why that happens, I'm, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying that it, it likely will happen to anyone who's selling at one point. Right. And so what do you do? What's your B plan? Really, that's what it is. And so in the old days, though, from what I understood, Jeff, is that, you know, creating a website, I mean, I know it's easier today than it ever, right? Shopify, we've got two Shopify stores, so that's easy. That was simple mm-hmm. to set up. I mean, even I can actually work in there, right? However... Getting traffic to come to Steve's Shopify store as opposed to what we sell on Amazon—we sell the same product. It's you know it's night and day. I have not—I I can think of one example of someone that sells ninety percent of their products on their own website versus Amazon. Only one example of all the people I know, and I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Why? What is it?
0: It's it's one of those things where I think as part of it is an industry trend where. You know, When Amazon first kind of started pushing their Amazon Prime two-day shipping, it really caught on and helped their growth. And you were seeing a trend where people, instead of going to Google to do product searches, they're instead going directly to Amazon. So that's one thing that it makes it difficult if you're an SEO because you got more people doing product searches on Amazon. Or in some cases, you'll have people use Google to find a product. And once they find it, they'll go to Amazon to see if they can get it there with their Prime account. Hmm. So I think that's part of it. Is there is so much opportunity for Amazon? I, I think the number of searches on Amazon's growing every single year, just because more people are starting their search process there instead of Google. So I, I think there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. Um, but I mean, I I see across my clients looking at the Google Analytics. There's also you know hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars worth of revenue that you can get from Google um, and other search engines without using Amazon.
1: Hmm. So, I mean, you know, I guess you're directing your clients to, hey, have a B plan. You need to be off in addition, right? You're not saying to get off, but you need to have this other option. And then if you're going to do it, you
0: want to do it right. And you're going to have to build it out, correct? Exactly. Hedge your bets. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay,
1: so there's the reason that you want to have it. And again, you don't have to do your own website. You can use a Shopify store, BigCommerce, or WooCommerce, and blah, 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 blah. There's a million different options. Or it can be a landing page, correct? We had that little discussion beforehand. Right. It could be just a dedicated landing page to Steve's water bottles. I'm always using my water bottle example. But it could be just that water bottle. And then that link can take you right to my Amazon listing. It doesn't have to have its own shopping cart or any of that. It could literally go to my listing of my product on that's the buy box they see so that's a pretty cool thing and it could be facebook ads so let's let's bring it together so we we've sold the people on what they should do now best practices and i kind of i kind of pressing you for this is i'm looking for some foundational stuff and you were like well is it this this and this because you were basically saying it really is all of these steve i want you to give us some real building blocks for people the things that they need to pay that are kind of like absolutes the minimums to really do Effective work.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. I think the the first decision that someone needs to make is is it make more sense for them to just do a simple landing page that maybe links to their Amazon listing or their eBay listing, or should they actually have like a, a Shopify site? I I'd say if you just have a few SKUs, a few products, then you can probably get away with just a simple listing. That's gonna it's kind of a landing page that talks about your products, but really the goal is to get them to your Amazon page. Uh, if you have a bunch of SKUs, you know, if we're talking like 50 plus, um, then that's probably when it makes more sense to to build out your own Shopify site just because a little more moving parts. I mean, you know, for me, I'm always about the path of least resistance. So if you can get by with just a simple site, then, then go for it. Um, and then from there, the first step of the SEO process is keyword research. You want to, you know, go, there's free tools out there. Um, One of my favorites is Google Keyword Planner. Uh, It's completely free. You just enter in keywords that describe your product, and it's going to suggest keywords for you. It will show you the search volume, so you can see what people are actually searching for to find your product.
1: And this is where they're searching on Google specific, right? So to be fair, this is not Amazon search. This is Google search.
0: Yep. That's that's exactly it, Google search. And um, if you're getting – Usually, it's pretty similar. Like if, if you're seeing that one keyword has more searches than another keyword, you'll usually see that same pattern in Bing and Yahoo and other search engines. Okay. So that's the first step. First, see what are people looking for? How are they searching for your product? Uh, once you get that, you know you kind of want to make a list. You want to start grouping them together um, by category. Maybe it's uh, – you might find people um, you know using certain keywords for one of your products, using different keywords for other products. You basically just want to see – what make a list of all the keywords people are using to search for for each of your products? Then you're going to optimize those pages. So, you know, you first want to make sure you have a page for each of those groups of, of keywords. Uh, you want to optimize it with the title tags. You're going to have the keywords in there. Uh, the closer the keyword is to the beginning of the title tag, the better.
1: Okay, you wait, don't want- pause, uh, slow down. You are knee deep in nerd speak. And you okay. are. No, no, I mean, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but you're going to have to give us a little bit more than that. So, When you say tile tag, help me understand what that means.
0: So um, every single page has what's called the title tag. If you search something in Google, you have the blue link at the very top of each listing. That's called the title tag.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: That is the most important ranking factor on a page itself.
1: So if I'm looking for a blue water bottle... um, that If that's the major search term that we look up, and it happens to be mm-hmm. blue water bottle, blue stainless steel water bottle, I want to have my listing as close to that search term as possible. That's what you're saying, my, my HTML connection there,
0: correct? Exactly. Okay.
1: Okay. I got it. I'm a little slower. Everybody else is like, duh, Steve, of course. But I'm a little <laughs> slower. At it. I just want to make sure I get that right. Okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah, if, we're, if we talk about the fundamentals of on-page optimization, let's let's, let's say you search something into Google, every listing is going to have the title tag, that's the, the blue link at the top that, that says the name of the page, it's going to have the meta description, that's those two lines of black text that describe the page, and then you have the URL. So we want to make sure we have the keyword in all three of those elements. So if we start with the title tag, put the keyword in there, Google's going to see that, it's going to understand what the page is about. The meta description is its basically just like writing ad copy. You want to sell the searcher on, on why they should click on your listing versus the other 10. Talk about um, you know why you're better than the others. Talk about your value propositions. Maybe you um, are cheaper. Maybe it's higher quality. Maybe um, it's it's organic. Whatever it might be, you want to put that in the meta description so they're more likely to click on your listing. And then with the URL, you also want to have the keyword in the URL. So those are kind of the three basics of, of optimizing a page.
1: And that gives you the best opportunity to be seen when somebody's looking for blue stainless steel water bottle.
0: Exactly. When you have that all on your page and Google comes to your blue stainless steel water bottle page, it's going to see. okay, we see these keywords are in the title tag. We see that it's in the meta description. We see that Uh, It's in the URL. And then most importantly, make sure you have it mentioned in the copy on the page itself. Um, You know, Google is essentially a very fancy mathematical equation. And when it goes through the content and starts seeing these instances, then um, it's going to understand, okay, this page really is about blue stainless steel water bottles. And that's going to have a positive impact on your rankings.
1: In the old, old days, I remember people would have – they would literally have on the page all these words that just said blue stainless steel water bottle. Yellow stainless steel water bottle, right? Whatever that was called way back in the day, we're trying to game the system, correct?
0: Right, okay. exactly. They and they would. Well, we, there's a term called keyword stuffing, where people would just go overboard. Would be like looking for blue stainless steel water bottles. We have the best blue stainless oh. steel water bottles. Mm-hmm. Our blue stainless. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want it to read natural. You want it to read it and and not second guess that. Okay, this sounds kind of weird. And uh, my recommendation, if if you're looking for some sort of guideline on how often do you use your keyword in the content, um, I'd say once per every hundred words is probably at least a good general guideline. Um, But what I found is the more content you have, the better you can rank. Um, Typically, 300 to 500 words, if you really just want to… Have the best chance is going to be where you want to be content-wise. Um, you know, Really describe your product. Talk about how it can help people. Um, if you want to have some reviews, that can also help. But the more content you have, the better. And you want to be as in-depth as, as possible. You want to really go in deep and talk about why your product's the best, who, who it's for, who can use it. And as Google sees that you're covering all these different kind of topics related to your product, um, that's going to have a great impact on your keyword rankings.
1: Mm-hmm. You could actually get penalized by stuffing too, right? They're getting smarter and they're figuring that stuff out and you will get penalized.
0: Yeah, you are absolutely right. Ten years ago, you could stuff and and get away with it and actually rank pretty well. Nowadays, if if Google realizes this page is really over-optimized, we've seen many cases when it will purposefully decrease your rankings and penalize you.
1: What we just described about Amazon doing right, all of a sudden you magically off the first page, right? Sounds like similar.
0: It exactly. Amazon, Google, you know, both you can get screwed on both, so you got to hedge your bets.
1: <laughs> you got to hedge your bet. Let me ask you this, because what you're describing of you know really getting that optimized is the exact same thing we're doing on Amazon, right? We, I mean, there are companies that do that give you that same search stuff. You got to buy it um, on Amazon. So the you know they're different algorithms, but conceptually they virtually work the same.
0: Yeah, I I'd say so. I'm familiar with the basics of Amazon um, search, but I'm not. Um, it's not it has not been my focus. But from what I've gathered, they both have an algorithm that look at looks at certain data points, and you know if you you, want, you need to check all these different boxes to make sure the best chance is showing up at the top.
1: You know, I'm sitting here thinking about you know earlier in the discussion we said that you know Amazon has such a strong presence that Google's not quite as strong. People are searching directly on Amazon, not. Uh, not necessarily in Google like they used to. However, if you do search in Google, you Amazon comes up also. I mean, lots of times it ranks really high for what you're searching for. So it's really important that your products are represented there. If not, your competitors will be.
0: Right. It, yeah, that's, that's another thing is, you know, you, you in Google, even if someone isn't starting their search on Amazon, if they start on Google, they could still find that Amazon listing. And it kind of goes back to what we're talking about where, Um, when you're, if you have, if you're on Amazon or you're on eBay, you know, one opportunity that people are missing is you can also get your own listings to rank very well in search engines. So you can optimize your Amazon listing. And I think the best place to do that is within the content, making sure that you're having a lot of content on your Amazon descriptions and your keyword in the content. And uh, we can touch on this more a little later, but also with the link building side, if you can get other websites to link to your Amazon listing, your eBay listing, and Google sees that, that's going to have a positive impact on your rankings. And not only can you get traffic within Amazon or within eBay, but you can also get traffic from Google, Bing, and other search engines.
1: Yeah, and if you get the respected sites, and I, I, we're going to go there in a second, but I just, I just had this deep thought, and I want to think about this. You drop shippers, you, Jeff, Yep. isn't that – I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's funny. Uh, I'm helping a friend with a product. And I'm like, dude, your stuff is so heavily drop-shipped on eBay. He goes, tell me about it. But every single item from Amazon is basically drop-shipped on eBay and in Google. And you'll find all these things. And they're selling them at a higher price. Go figure, right? So they can mm. make money. That's because they are taking advantage of what you're not taking advantage of as a seller. Correct? Right. I mean, it's like a, it was like a dumb moment when I just realized that. It's like, wait a second. If I don't do this, somebody else is going to do this for my product. Correct? Exactly. And then you can sit there and say, "Well, hey, what do you care, Steve? You sold your product, right? That's the old dropshipper line. Hey, I bought your product. Why why would you care what I No, I want to sell it for Ten times what I have. I mean, let's face it, right? <laughs> so, okay. So there's another argument why you want to do it. Okay, let's get to link building because I think this is another thing. So you have a, a another. Uh, so 180 marketing is uh, is his website, and and you know I'll qualify it and say I don't benefit again unless you use his services and you win. Then you can say, Steve, that dude was awesome. You have another site called Link Hunter. That's a service that you offer where basically you're helping build links because that's hard, right? And I mean. It, it, and you can explain how it works but i just want to make sure that if stuff gets organized and you you put it in place are you able to maintain it through link hunter
0: yeah great question so you know like you said um link hunter is it's something it's, it's brand new and it's it's mainly aimed for people whether you're an amazon seller that wants to build links and promote your products or if you have a, a shopify site or even just a splash page and you want to get more links to your website um that's where link hunter comes in to help with the outreach efforts so it you know like you said link building is one of the hardest parts about seo um but it's also the most important part Whereas the biggest metric and helping you rank is how many links are going to your website and how because powerful. Because that's
1: proof, correct? Is that what yeah. it represents? It's proof that this is good stuff because we link. It's like
0: to a it. a vote. You know, every ah, link okay. is basically a site voting that hey, this this site's worth linking to. This site's worth worth sending traffic to. So when Google, Google sees that, and there's been correlation studies done year after year, and even now in 2018 going into 2019, the number of links going to your website. And the quality of those links is still the number one ranking factor. And when I say quality, basically a link from New York Times or Huffington Post is going to carry a lot more weight than if I created a, a blog last week and linked to you.
1: Because they're called trusted sites, right?
0: Yes, exactly. They're, okay.
1: All right. And so getting those links and figuring that out, what was cool to me, what I liked about when I went through this, it, it allowed you to uh, – so so. For example, Steve's water bottles, I want them to make it to the athletes page, some athletes page. So from what I'm reading of Link Hunter, it basically, it can let me go to that. There's a site I want to go to. I can then get their email, send them um, some way to a, a personal message saying, hey, you know, I sell this great product. You're, I think this would be great for your thing. And then that way you get them to um, link to me. Is that kind of the way it works?
0: Yeah. You, you I'm oversimplifying just- it, I'm sure. No, you got the gist of it. So, link building, like I said, it's very complex. You, know, you could spend day, hours, days reading about it and still not come up with anything actionable. So, I, I wanted to make something that's simple enough where you don't have to be an SEO expert to do it. And the first step is choosing all right, how do you want to build links? Do you want to do a guest post? So, if you like writing articles, you have someone that can write articles for you, you can post on another relevant website or a blog and get them to, and in, the, in that post, have a link back to your site. Or maybe you want to do product reviews, so you can go pitch your product to a bunch of relevant blogs and get them to review it and include a link back. Or if you have a piece of content, you, you know, there's some ways you can promote that. So you choose the campaign type that interests you the most, and then it will walks you, walks you through the process, and it'll, you enter a few keywords, it will show you um, different sites in your niche that you can target, as, as well as their uh, SEO value, um, their email address. It uh, has built an email template, so you can kind of help you with the outreach side. So it's really, it gives you all the tools you need to get the links and it kind of walks you through this process that I found to be most effective.
1: And and so how important is that now, especially in today's, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, how many gazillion sites are there on any subject, right? How, yep. how I mean, <laughs> finding the right ones, does it help you figure out the right ones too? Because you just don't want to link to anyone, right?
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly. It. You want to, and this is all about getting other websites to link back to you because mm-hmm. uh, that's what's going to make the right. biggest no, impact. I, I'm sorry, I, I said it wrong, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. So um, it, it does help you with the right ones. You know, we will find, let's say you're doing guest posting, we're going to find, you know, you'll, you'll see sites that have allowed guest posts before so they're more likely to link to you you'll also see the the seo value of the site so it's not just going to be some brand new site that was created last week Uh, you you can see ones that have some seo power to it um, so, yeah, that's kind of all built in. And, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of information about each site so you can make sure it's relevant to what you're selling.
1: But the other thing that it, at least it appears, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it gives you reports for follow-up later on so you can actually see if there were any results. And, and to me, again, that gives you – that didn't work. Okay, let me tweak this, right? And then you can fine-tune it over time, correct?
0: It, exactly. And that's okay. one thing that's cool about it is you can connect your email account. So it will if, – if, if you send an email – to a blogger and they don't respond after three days or five days or seven days, it'll automatically send a follow-up email for you and you can kind of track that to see who's, who's not responsive, who's interested, and then uh, keep pursuing those opportunities.
1: I get those all the time. I And it's funny. I can tell that that's what it is because I'm like, man, they will not let me go because they're going to <laughs> get on my show or what have you. And I'm like, they are not letting me go. I'm like, there's somebody tracking that somewhere. That's really cool. All right. The other one I think that's really important for people that that really, you know, we we use Pinterest. We use other um uh, graphics and stuff. And one of the, the, the content piece of it, I think, you know, like you said, getting an article and you can go on to Viver or Upwork or whatever it's called today and get someone to help write meaningful, actionable content. Um, but visually, I think, I think there's been, I think, you know, I'm guilty of it too, just putting up graphics without really being intentional. Cause I think people learn a lot from graphics. I, when I see one of those Charts. As a matter of fact, I looked at your samples. I'm like, I've seen some of these. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I'm thinking he's got me. He's gotten to me. How important is is uh, uh, content? You know, and, and visual content especially
0: you know i that's a great question i think it's so important and people don't talk about how important it is i mean we live in a day and age where every single website is now a publisher of content it's not just the media companies it's not just the news companies you got almost every seller and e-commerce site also pushing out content so what the, all that means is the the web is saturated with so much content and if you don't have uh, media on it whether it's graphics or videos or Um, Any type of illustrations or diagrams, your content is not going to stand out. It's going to get lost in the the thousands of other similar pieces of content that's just text on a page. So I'd say if you really want to stand out and you really want to create content that gets shares, that gets links and gets traffic, uh, you need to start using visual elements to enhance it and make it look nicer.
1: Well, I'm going to connect – I'll put the link to your Pinterest page um, because when you see some of these, uh, uh, graphics, these infographics, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm telling you, you have seen these before and you're going to be like, wait a second. And you're going to remember looking at them because to me, it takes me seconds. It's a lot easier than reading a giant article. And I, I mean, I can see the appeal. I can see the uh, the point of entry for me in some of these things. I could see that, oh, that drew my attention. Right. Um, and, and so pretty interesting. Um, and it, this isn't hard stuff to do with technology today,
0: correct? It's it's so much easier now. I mean there's it's easier for two reasons. One is outsourcing costs are so cheap. You can find a designer overseas and get a really nice infographic created. There's also um, tools out there. That can make it really easy. I believe um, Infogram. dot com is another one that I recommend if you're just trying to get started with this. It's pretty cheap. Uh, it, you can it kind of walk. It has all these sort of templates. You can create your own infographics. It's like a built into their system, and they even have like a free plan. So if you just want to like get something basic, you can do it for free. But yeah, there's technology and outsourcing that make it really easy to create amazing content.
1: You know, as I'm sitting here thinking about because you're giving us a lot of information. All three of these things really are critical if you're going to take the plunge and build a page, uh, splash page, which is the right term. Sorry, I didn't know the term. Um, or uh, um, I keep calling them landing page, a splash page or a Shopify store or whatever. These three pieces all really work together, correct? And that's how you're going to drive traffic.
0: That, yeah, that's exactly it. Whether you have your splash page or your Shopify site, and you create some amazing content and you promote that content, and you get links back to your your splash page or your Shopify site, that's going to increase your rankings. It's going to increase your traffic, and if you get more targeted traffic, it's just going to be more revenue.
1: You know, I think about back to what Gary Vee's advice to me was, Steve. You got to be everywhere. I mean, this is you know where your your Instagram, all this stuff has to work together, and if you coordinate all this stuff, that's how you know, you're going to have the B plan that we started at the beginning of the conversation talking about is that you really do need to figure this out. Um, and, and again, you can hire a company like Jeff's, of course he would love you to, right. Um, you do that, um, this kind of service and you only work with e-commerce companies, but you also put out some content that helps others for free. I don't, you know, I didn't, you didn't charge me anything and I didn't see any of these. There was no, for me to go to any of these for these samples, it was all free.
0: Right. And that's one thing I love about content marketing. You, you t- I mean, you mentioned this a few times about you know, omni-channel, being everywhere. And with content marketing, you're kind of getting a few birds with one stone. Because if you create an amazing piece of content on your site and you promote that out there, well, there's a few things happening. One, you, you can get links that's going to help with SEO. But also, you have the social media benefits. Because if you create some content that people mm. are sharing on Facebook and Twitter, yeah, yeah. now you're on social media. And I found content marketing is a way more effective way uh, method of capitalizing on social media than it is to just create a Facebook page and just do posts. I mean, you can do content calendars, you can you know have consistent posts on a regular basis, but I've never, I, very rarely, do I see that outperform an amazing piece of content with thousands of shares.
1: Hmm.
0: Dude, I get it.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm going to put all the links uh, for Jeff's contact. Um, for the 180 uh, marketing um, on the website. And if there's if somebody had a follow-up question to you, there's a contact. Is that how the best way to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll even give out my email address. You okay. can reach me directly at jeff at 180marketing.com.
1: At 180marketing.com, so that's it. Um, and you speak at uh, IRCE, any other, um, I assume you'll be speaking, uh, any other places around that people can find you?
0: Yeah, I, I speak at the IRCE. Um, I'll be speaking at e-commerce fuel live next month, uh, New Orleans. So uh, yeah, I do a few different conferences throughout okay. the year.
1: All right, good. And then when you see him I mentioned, you heard him on the show. That's awesome. Okay, so the goal of this podcast is to help people who kind of get stuck. Because, you know, uh, for whatever reason, their, their account gets shut down, their Amazon comes on their listing, which is very, very frequent, you know obviously, um, but they just haven't been able to push past it what's your best advice um, to help push past stuck and stuck can mean just in not in sales, it could mean in products, it could mean
0: in anything yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, it kind of goes back to what we said before with' just consistency where mm-hmm. especially with SEO You're going to get stuck. You're going to do all. You're going to do your keyword research. You're going to optimize your pages. You're going to build your links. You're going to do everything right, and you know a week could go by and you don't see any changes. A month could go by and you don't see any changes. So with SEO, especially, I think again just touching on consistency and how important it is. I also think um, testing new things. I mean, we live in a world of online marketing. We have so much data. Where if you have a question, if you're stuck, you can try something else and test it. You say, okay. I tried getting links from, from these sites. Or I tried creating this type of page. Or I tried optimizing my content like this. I tried adding images to my, my article. Um, try new things and, and measure it. See, see how are your rankings changing. How is your traffic changing? Is it going up or is it going down? And keep doing what works. And you know don't waste your time on things that aren't working. And as this, continuing, this continuous process of testing and tweaking and trying uh, while being consistent, I think that's really going to be the way to get past any sort of wall or barrier.
1: I love it. I think the consistency is the most powerful statement in that whole thing. You're absolutely right. It it it's over time. It's that it's that, you know, you know, making sure that you're top of mind when they are ready to buy, you are top of mind. And it, again, it's just putting it out there and continually doing it, and um, I think that's just so smart. I really uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, very informative. Uh, you made it so I can understand it, and I think that's the <laughs> most important thing. So I really appreciate it. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for having me. This has been great.
1: Great guy, a lot of knowledge and and after the uh, after the uh, interview, I, I said to him he should do his own podcast because with that much energy, that much information he could it's unstoppable um, he's got a huge advantage, and the fact that he understands our business, the fact that he sold products helps that's it because everybody can sit there and give you it's like your old teacher who you know was teaching for thirty years but never worked you know that's hard to connect with. Um, I always learned more um, from the teachers that did the work, and then came out and taught. That's where I always could, because they'd seen it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's the way it said the dump, but here's the way we really did it. Boom, it connects with me, that that visual stuff and the way that you can explain it. I think he's got just so much opportunity, and I'm encouraging him to do it, and I hope, uh, hope he really does. ecommercemomentum.com, and reach out to Jeff. Um, if you have questions, don't be afraid to. He, he said he's available for them, and that's what you want to do. Learn from everyone and uh, check out his services. And check out the link for his uh, Pinterest stuff because these infographics are amazing, really, really super strong. ecommercemomentum.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the eCommerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember
1: to subscribe and like us on iTunes.